Gifting is hard. This isn't news. But what might be news is that you can now send beer, wine, and spirits right to your friends and family with Drizzly, the go-to app for alcohol delivery. Which is good news, because adult beverages are the only gift that no one ever returns. And Drizzly's tailored experience lets you find the perfect drink for the occasion, no matter what it is. You'll save time by shopping a huge selection of drinks from wherever you are. You'll save money by comparing prices on said drinks across stores. And you'll get to spend more time sipping with your gifties. You know, if they're the sharing type. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Ding dong, it's Drizzly. Must be 21 plus. Not available in all locations. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here and on the podcast this week we've got the return of the Baron. Well, I know, you've been you've been on the first one, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Been, we've been waiting for your return. <laughs> 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 hey, we've got the Baron, John Vab, uh, Richard Hobbs. Hello everyone. Rob Fletcher. Hello. And Alex Moore Hello. is with us. Uh, on the podcast this week we're going to talk about Cardiff. Yes, Cardiff, we'll talk about it. Uh, Barnet and Charlton, but we're going to news firstly and... The sad news, uh, Bakari, another season out, um, came back to full fitness, got his chance in the under-21s against Fulham, but after 14 minutes suffered a horrendous injury, which seems like it's going to put him out, not only for the rest of the season, but could be officially career-ending now. But it's so sad for someone who, he's just got no luck, has he, Bakari? It's ridiculous. As somebody said, without bad luck, he'd have no luck. Yeah. <laughs> but surely that's the end of... Him now at Wolves, you would have thought it's going to take him what maybe a season just to get anywhere near to some kind of fitness. Well, his contract will be over, and they, they won't, you know, he's not going to be renewed, is he? So, mm. um, just uh, end up somewhere tr- just trying to dis- well, he'll disappear out of the game, I think. Yeah. He'll go to a very low level down where he can build up some level of fitness. Or, but or alternative, he'll just retire on all the money he's earned at Wolves. Yeah. Mm. Which uh, not an insubstantial sport. No, it won't be because he was signed in the... Still yeah. in the year where we're spending yeah. a lot of money on players. Mm. Probably only as much as Saka. Probably, yeah. Mm. Um, I, I feel incredibly sorry for the guy because by the sounds of it, he'd worked really hard for sort of the past six months to get to a level of fitness and they'd sort of held off playing him in friendlies and sort of really keeping him wrapped in cotton wool until almost the start of the... New season almost, and then, and by all sounds of it, yeah, he played well for his first fifteen minutes, and mm. you know, I, I remember seeing it on Twitter, so he's looking really sharp, and then one tackle, and he snaps his patella tendon, which must well, have been some tackle. Yeah, yeah. Mm. there must have been left right because you don't you don't usually hear about someone snapping mm. that kind of tendon. You know, if you're going to do something in your knee, it's usually like a ligament or something, but. I'm no sports scientist or fitness person. Really? Literally. No, no, yeah. <laughs> well, I, know. I know I've got a degree, but but because he's been he's had so many injuries previously, was he 
I don't know if was he more susceptible for to to have that type of dream, or is it such a rare kind of thing to happen that really any it it, it is rare? Like Wasn't it, his last injury like one of those like one in a million injuries? Like yeah. it was really rare yeah. that he got. I think, I think he's probably just got a, some kind of body that's just yeah, not, I think, not standing physical sport. Yeah, pretty much. I think what happens is if you pick up a long-term injury, your whole overall fitness deteriorates. So even if, let's say, he had a year out, I think it was his hamstring first or yeah. groin, as soon as he has a year out with that, all his other parts of his body are weaker. So then it's then mm. you know he'll have a problem with his knee and then it will be his ankle. It's sort of... Everything has dropped down to a level where he almost, as soon as he gets any form of physical contact, it's likely to, you know, fail on him. And Jacket must have thought something about him to keep him around because you would have thought he would have just had an agreement for his contract to be cancelled. But for him to be kept on for so long, there must have been a thought, actually, let's see whether if we can get up to fitness, he might be able to do something. I'm not sure what the, when, when the player's injured, he's not going to he's not going to agree to his contract being cancelled, is he? It's not it's difficult. It's different with the other lads who want to move on mm. and f- start playing football somewhere, and they, and they want to get going again. If you're sitting there injured, you're not going to agree to your contract being cancelled, are you? Really? But that's right. Could have Wolves brought him back up? Perhaps someone like Siggy, who is still kind of injured at the moment, he might be brought mm. back up to finish and probably let go then, if. He's not going to have. If Jackie doesn't think he's going to have any impact on the team, could he have been brought back up to fitness to help him and go? Well, you're up to fitness now. They've got to be at the. Uh, they're, they're only ever going to take that deal when they're at the point of signing for somebody else. You look at them. As mm-hmm. soon, soon, soon as those were ripped up, Johnson was playing football again within right. a couple of weeks. Awara was playing playing football within a couple of weeks mm-hmm. from the club. Same with They've Mark, got the deals yeah, ready. I was going to say so with Marguerite Pizza last week. Yeah. yeah. Who signed for? No. Yeah. Yeah. What a bad team. Uh, well, they're great. I went there last year, put Germany to Gibraltar, and yeah. well, obviously, obviously supporting Germany, but it's a good city, so good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible venue for which is like the equivalent of the championship as well. So Yeah. Yeah. There were bund- quite Bundesliga for quite a while, and then they've had a bit of a yeah. drop. So Someone who's not played a lot of football at a particularly great level the last few years, you know, he kind of couldn't get into our team at League One, and then last year, was it Chester? Yeah, it was just for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, and for him to play essentially Germany's Division Two, fair play to him. But well, all the best to uh, Razat yeah. Bakari. Another uh, bit of transfer news: Lee Evans gone to Bradford City until January on loan. He was obviously going to go on loan, but good move. Good move, would have thought. Yeah, good move for Lee Evans if yeah. he's not going to be playing football in the Wolves' first team. Mm. It's got to be a good move. He's he needs to develop at that level. But whether whether it's a good move for Wolves in terms of what happens afterwards, you'll only know in time, won't you? Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, quite a good game on Saturday. I was following some of the uh, the Bradford fans, and they were tweeting very complimentary of him bossing the midfield in that number four role. So that's positive. Anything about the hair? No mention of hair. <sighs> no. No, on, give it time. Give it time. You know, they'll realise. Yeah. They'll, they'll start to appreciate in time. They'll come to <laughs> what when he's just keeping doing this all. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Susie gives John signalling the hair gesture. There. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not one strand is ever out of place, John. You watch Which is him. worrying. You watch him head a ball. Still immaculate. <laughs> Great hair. Um, the most exciting news of the week has to be that Wolves have got Middlesbrough away in the third round of the league. Cup. Yay! Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That was the typical Wolves tie we were going to get. We weren't going to get Chelsea or Man It was either going to be home. them or Fulham away. It was the worst possible draw they could have had. Yeah, yeah. 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 Genuinely yeah. good. Yeah. 
in terms of the record against them, the distance, everything about it, just you just wouldn't want that. Teesside on a Tuesday night. It's gonna be, I'm, I'm going to focus my attention to the hardcore oh. Alex Moore away oh. day person here. Yeah. Are you going to go? More than likely, yeah. Unfortunately. How many do you think will probably go? Um, I'm, I'm going to put my hand up there. I'm not going to go. That's Sorry, Wolves. Three, four, three, four hundred. I'd say there'd be about 5,000, including Middlesbrough fans. So... Yeah. To be well, fair, the attendance at Wolves last night wasn't particularly great. Um, yeah, I'd say about three, four hundred, if that. Uh, but yeah, the fact we've got them again in what March time, so mm-hmm. people are just thinking if that's on a Saturday, I'm not going on a Tuesday for a League Cup game. So I was really annoyed that Warsaw got Chelsea at home. Yeah, fair play, you know they'll get Blue, a bit of money Blues from Villa, it. But... Blues Villa as well. That's a bit. Mm. Oh, that's well, a juicy side. Did Arsenal get Tottenham as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a couple of nice little times. Who did Albion go? Norwich away. Not much better. Uh, yeah. That's not. But there is, we, I know it's a championship team, but then it does mean that there is a chance still to go through. I know it's Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. um, but dizzy height, dizzy height of a cut run, third they, round. What's going on? They shouldn't change virtually the whole team. I think Middlesbrough. That's not. Mm-hmm. I got through after extra time. Burn, but look like a complete second team. What's the third round? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gen- genuinely a bit unsure. Like, if this is very much unknown territory yeah. for us right now. We're it's the first uh, jacket's ever gone in any competition. Because it? it's it got to the semi final of the FA Cup. We will win. I mean, yeah. I mean, with Wolves. So oh, right. Because yeah. oh, yeah. he's pretty much been out every round in this since. Including jobs. It's such an achievement. We can put it in the program on the front, you know, the inside cover way to achieve achievements. <laughs> Third Honest. round league cup. Yes. Come on. Um, so I think it's week commencing the 21st of September, That's those what? games. Mm. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Now, one of the biggest transfer things for Wolves coming up to the end of the window of Willie Wonty is Benicophobe. A third bid from Norwich has been rejected for around £10 million. The question remains, and Wolves uh, are still adamant that they're not going to sell him, but the question remains, if the price is right, just cue back to an old game there, if the price is right, could Wolves still sell him? Uh, we talked about it last week on the podcast that there's a lot of good things going for Wolves. He's English, he's prolific in front of goal, he's got three years on his contract left. Norwich keep wanting to, to offer the money. Um, do you think Wolves will stick to the guns, everybody? Or do you think if Norwich, let's say, offer, oh, I don't know, £14, £15 million, pounds, Wolves might give him before the end of the window? Go. I think you've got deadline day, somebody like West Ham. Because I, I think you said, Rich said before yeah. about ambition. I mean, Norwich, they could just plumb it straight back into the Championship and he'd be back where he started. So um, somewhere like West Ham, there's a bit more stability as well. But I think if they come in, say, £15 million at the end of the day, Wolves would have said, yeah, see I that think you'd be stupid yeah. not to take that sort of money. Yeah. I think the, I think the thing is, we'll send up getting. He'll be back to square one. We were in last season with one striker, Dico. Yeah. And we'll yeah. end up getting like, the likes of Yannick Sagbo back. <laughs> I think if, if, if we do let him go, then we've got to insist on some sort of um, extra clauses in the deal. The mm. fact of 20% of the next sell on or something yeah. like yeah. that. I think we didn't do a Robert Keane, which we should have done at the time. But I think with Norwich at the moment, they're. They're in kind of a panic buy mode. Mm. They're just bidding for everyone and hoping. I mean, they're bidding for John Walters the other day. That's that's never going to come off. <laughs> so they're just trying to bid for anyone. And I could actually see them going up to fifteen million because they're they're desperate to get mm. a sign. And the fans are desperate to have someone a name just come to the club and get a bit of excitement. But it's like Alex mentioned, Norwich is it really a step up for him? Mm. You would have thought if someone, even someone like a Stoke, came in. That's still well, I mean, a, a step up. It would seem career. like Swansea came in for him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Swansea West Ham. Yeah, see you later. Yeah, 
But yeah. I would not be surprised if another team comes in now, new in the yeah. time. Like a Swansea, for example. Yeah. There's Newcastle as well, they're linked as well, aren't yeah. they? So that'd be a step up. So, John, mm. you're quietly sat in the corner. What are you thinking about I the I just don't think Warwick should be able to stump up the, the, the front cash. It's the quality of the deal as much as the deal. People, that they, All you're seeing is headline figures that are being put put out probably by Norwich and Sky Sports. And they're talking about eights and ten millions. There's no way Norwich are going to stump that up. Because their money's not going to come from the Premier League till later mm. at the end of the season. They're, they're probably offering such and such with add-ons, with add-ons. Yeah. And then, then you get to ten million. So the quality of the actual deal probably doesn't look that great. Mm. Then you've also got to consider you, nobody really knows what what clauses are in from, the, from Arsenal's end. Mm. I mean, mm. I can't believe we've signed this fella for two million straight up, no clause. There's no no way on this earth. Mm. Um, I wonder whether Arsenal have got a buyback clause as well. Just I, in the well, there's been rumour of that. that. But yeah. how much that buyback clause is for, you know, it's not going to be two minutes, obviously. More well, like if they've got a buyback clause, they'd be stepping in and buying him now. Yeah. Because they if they want if, someone if, else, would yeah, they? Well, and he's probably, you know, he's worth that sort of a figure. They'd be buying him back, but it'd be a bit stupid to buy him back six months after they've sold mm. him. Um, they, they would look a bit idiotic, wouldn't they, Arsenal? And so, it, yeah. I was going to say, me and Alex were sort of chatting to this beforehand, and like, obviously, the price is almost stumped up because of almost everyone else. So, like, Andre Gray is apparently worth nine million. Ross McCormack, eleven. Yeah, but it's like, and to be fair, if you say if Andre Gray is worth nine million, then surely. Benekafobi's worth mm. more than that. So even you say twelve million, we paid two million for him seven months ago. So are we really saying he's improved ten million pounds worth in seven months that, or in fourteen months. That's dollars. what makes me think there's something strange about the deal in January. Yeah, but I think that's football in general, though. Realistically, like Rich says, Benekafobi is not worth ten million pounds. Now, Benekafobi's probably worth four or five million pounds in realistic but terms, just, but because of how English players are priced. And how the whole Andre Gray thing, Wolves can just go, well, we'll, we'll, we want they're, 10 million plus. They're suddenly worth more money if a Premier League club or a club with aspirations for the Premier League want them because the money's so different. Mm. If, if nobody in the Premier League is interested in a player, then the, the price isn't that great, mm. is it? Or nobody in the top yeah. half of the Championship who actually shows they want to go up, which, you, which worries you about Wolves because you, they don't bid any money for anybody. Mm. So do we really want to go up? And I guess the difficult thing for Wolves now is they could sell him if the you know the offers improved, but at what point do they sell him? Can Wolves have enough time to bring anyone in? Even if they do have enough time, teams are going to go. Well, hang on a second, you've just had fourteen million for a phobie. You're bidding too many for our player. We, we might just rank the price. Of the I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see all these things about it. It, it takes a long while to do one deal. Mm. People have been. I've, I've read people saying, "Oh, if we get this, well, then we have Boyd, we have Graban, we have Antonio, we have somebody. Yeah, we're going to get three deals done. We have a job mm. getting one deal done." <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, the other thing people don't seem to hit on for, for me is that there's a. I think there's a big worry about where Wolves are in the pay league now. We, we they've obviously cut back the pay massively when they've gone Premier League straight through to League One. All the players have had a hit. They've been signing newer players that weren't really Premier League players on presumably lower money than mm. the players who were there. We've, we, obviously, the first rumblings were Kevin McDonald about what pay he's on. He's not happy with the pay rise he's been offered. We've been linked with a lot of players who don't seem to have been very close to signing. They've just gone for, to sign for other clubs who are seemingly beneath us in, in, in our eyes yeah. and in, certainly in league status. Mm. Why? Because they've probably been paid more. That's where, that's the mercenary factor of it. They're going where they're being paid, mm. and well, that worries you. If we, what would Wolves offer somebody? It's all right saying offer it to Antonio. He's probably being paid more at Nottingham Forest than he would for us. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Talking of Antonio, did you see um, 
West Ham for the bidding today. Yeah. Four million plus, plus Jarvis. Jarvis. And they said yeah. no. I love Jarvis. I'll tell you what, within a heartbeat. <laughs> I'll say, I mean, I was thinking about with Jolien Lescott because he's been linked with a move away from um, West Brom. It's wages again. Yeah. People talk about come back home. He ain't going to come back home. He's so probably, paid, he's probably paid 15 It will, John, because he loves Wolves. He's a good villain. He, he did a job. <laughs> He'll That's come back. He'll with it, with it His heart will be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think. But when this podcast goes out, by the time of the next one, the transfer window will be closed because it closes on a, a, a five o'clock Tuesday. Yeah. 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 five o'clock. So we'll either be doing the podcast or the, the window be done. I'm sure there's going to be more twists and tales in this story with the Phobie. So let's get some fancast predictions. Will uh, Benny Phobie still be a Wolves player? Come the end of the when that transfer window slams shut, locks the key, throws it away. Jim White eats the key, so no one can open it again. Will he still be a Wolves player, Alex? Yeah, it yes. will be. Yeah. Rob, yeah. Rich. So I just had a weird reaction of you throwing away the key and Jim White, White running after it, eating it <laughs> just to make sure. Um, yeah, he'll stay. John. So probably yes. What's your heart telling you, John? I'd, my heart tells me I'd like him to stay, but I wouldn't, would I wouldn't be hundred percent confident. Just because money, money. If if the right deal comes, somebody yeah. stumps up, lumps some cash and pays up front. Come Tuesday. So in a percentage uh, factor. And, and the daft thing is, things that happen on Saturday. That's how fo- that's how football yeah. reacts. Mm-hmm. If somebody gets injured on Saturday playing for another club, and they, all of a sudden they need a striker, and they're in you, you know, maybe not in Europe, but. Whatever, if they got a, if they only got a couple of strikers and one goes, they need one desperate. It could happen. It could just be because somebody mm. gets injured. Or even if Benikafobi gets injured, well, and then you know, it's and a, then, then the mm. deal's out the window altogether. Yeah, yeah no. So you never know. He might not want to play on Saturday. Yeah, he won't be the first one. And if he's want to play, and if he's not, if he's on the bench or not on the bench, cue the meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cue the meltdown. I think he, I don't think he would. I, I mean, I think he probably would, would play, be a meltdown. If I think I, I kind of get the impression with Benikafobi that he's a very good person. He's got very good character about him, and I'm. Brendan Rodgers there but he seems like a very nice guy and quite sound minded I don't see him as someone who would push through a deal or otherwise it probably would have been done by now I was going to say at the same time I think he is someone who is also very professional in the sense that he wants to be at the top level he doesn't want to be playing championship level he doesn't want to sort of be you know big fish in a relatively small pond Mm -hmm. he wants to be in the Premier League he wants to be playing for England if he can do and will he be able to do that at Wolves in the next three to five years? He's not, he's not going to stay at Wolves that long. Do you know, but you know what I mean, though. It, but yeah, it is exactly. a very hard, it's a very testing time for Wolves mm. because they can potentially make a huge profit on someone they bought six months ago, mm. and it, but they've got ambitions to go to the Premier League. It's it, it's a massive game of risk. Do we take the chance now and really gain a massive profit, which could we actually get in another year's time? I think if we keep him to the end of the season, it's kind of like a win-win or a loss-loss for us. Because it... The only way we're going to get up, go up this season is if we keep him. Mm. But if we don't keep him and he gets 25 goals, then we've got 15, 10 million for him. Mm. So it's a win-win then. But well, do we win? How, much, how many fans do you lose? Because then you've got to counteract how many millions you're losing with fans not coming through the gate. Yeah. How many, if they're really, really fed up and we don't sign anybody, how many non-season ticket renewals will there be come the, come, come the early bird? Well, this attendance <laughs> this year has been quite poor. I mean, yeah. for Villa to get 22 for a pointless, meaningless friendly... And then you two at home games, you get what, twenty and twenty-one thousand. So, mm. if we like you say, if we don't go up this year, it's going to be back down to fifteen. 16. Yeah. I mean, on Saturday, Cardiff got fourteen, and Wolves fans mocked it. And I just thought, well, yeah, but that could be us next season. Mm. 
Yeah. And it's on telly as well, so that's a either yeah. factor in that. But Benicophobia, we will see. On Saturday, Wolves has suffered their second defeat in a row with a 2 0 loss against Cardiff. Kimmy Jones and Amiobi with the goals uh, for the Bluebirds. Um, it was on telly as well, which is always great to watch. Um, the best bit was we had thunder and lightning and we lost the signal. It went, the, the game went I had that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was terrific. Yeah. It was the it was best, lovely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was the best bit of the game. I've just got my phone, my sky go, oh, there we go, I'm all right. Um, Alex, I'll come to you in a second because you were actually there in the pouring rain, so you got to watch it first hand. But generally, everybody, what were your dream thoughts after the game? Of that performance and how it went, I'm sure I can understand what's going to come out. But please wax the record. From my sort of point of view, from seeing them um, on Wednesday when we played QPR, we played sort of that offset diamond, whatever you want to call it, and we played good football um, for the first 30 minutes or whatever. But we looked poor at the back. When we changed the formation back to a bit more of a rigid 4-2-3-1, a phobia looked isolated. We played not very good attacking football. And we looked poor at the back. Um, and he kind of... Jacket seemed to really kind of give in to some of the critics about this new formation. And it still looks like it needs a bit, it's a work in progress. But they sort of seemed like they'd been playing... They kind of almost started to get into the mould of playing um, this weird diamond formation. But as soon as he changed it, we just looked a shadow of the team we'd been last season playing it. I thought the first 25 minutes, 30 minutes, we dominated the match. We passed it around well like we did against QPR. Mm. Then all of a sudden... What, the Saturday game? Yeah, I thought... I, I thought... I, I thought, thought, it was, thought it was a sterile game. I didn't think anybody dominated. It was, it was rubbish. We should have... I thought that if Edwards had had that chance in, after three minutes and Hawes had had that header, mm. Cardi didn't have enough about them at that point to threaten and we would have probably just killed the game off Which would have made it a very similar game to last season's game yeah. when we yeah. scored fairly early and then... Yeah. Didn't do but once else. Cardiff had that chance, yeah. it kind of just rocked walls out, and there was nothing from that either. What did anyone else think, Rob? Yeah, it was. It, 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 yeah, I don't know what's up. It's just not working. <laughs> yeah, I think just trying to watch it was it was painful. Mm. It's just so basic. Some of the errors they were making. It's just long ball after long ball to an isolated striker who's good in the air. But not miracle work. He's not a target man, is he, Benny? No. And he's having to drop. So I know he said he likes dropping deep. When you've got one striker and he's playing behind the halfway line for most of the game, mm. you've got to seriously look at where we're going to go from here. I mean, there's no. The, the, the midfield, especially on the wings, there's no creativity, there's no service. And you feel for the strikers, they look so starved of service. And I mean, I, I went to the QPR game on Wednesday, and people were getting on at a phobia because he was missing a couple of these chances. And you think, well. He's doing what he can. Mm. You know, he's doing the best he possibly can. We all know how good a phobia he is, but he's desperate for service. And I do get worried when Jackie keeps coming out and saying we're not going to get anyone else in. And I'm happy with my team and all this. Think, well, we're not. You know, we, we do. We need some sort of supply for the strikers, otherwise we're going to get nowhere. And that really showed against Cardiff on Saturday. But the formation he's, he's trying to play, you need world class fullbacks to play that game. And he's, he's asking the likes of Scott Goldball. No respect. He's, he's, he came from Barnsley. He's not world-class. He's a decent enough fullback, And you're asking a young lad who's played like, play less than 30 games, who, who actually was playing better last year than he's playing this year. I don't know whether he's believing his own. Who he's just struggling yeah. for a bit of form, but he's not playing as well. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're asking him to do too much at this stage of his career. You're asking him to play like, I mean, Danny Alves. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think... I mean, uh, yeah. 
they're all actually expecting yeah. too much. Mm. I was quite disappointed. I watched the highlights and then I, th- I don't know if it was their goal when Amiobi scored, but all the office body language, the ball's gone past him and he's just looked on the floor, looked round, picked his head up and just gone, oh, the ball's there, and then just strolled off after him. Well, I don't know whether you saw what happened last night with the substitution. Did yeah. yeah. Jackie Bush had to throw him onto the pitch? It wasn't yeah. ready at all when, they, when there was the injury. And like, it was obvious there was two players coming off. He's, obviously, he's, he's still sitting down. He comes out, he hasn't even got his top on. Jackie got him and threw him on the pitch. He was absolutely wicked, Jackie was. Because mm. um, the lad was obviously just not ready, not watching. You know. He did say, uh, Jack, I have read it somewhere, Jackie mentioned body language as well. Yeah. But when I watched the highlights, I just couldn't believe it. It's just like, he looked so... Uninterested, not bothered, and you're thinking you're like the next best thing for Wolves. Everybody loves you, but you're thinking, like you say, is he believing his own hype now? Is he thinking, well, Wolves like me, I can. Now, what I saw last night, I played Matt Doherty, I would. I thought he played really well last night, and you know, he looked hungry to be playing. I won't be scared, I mean, I know, but I won't be scared to drop Garble for Deslanders as well, when he's bit well, what we not, know about not the moment. I don't. I what we know about he, yeah. oh, we'll go on to Barnet. Yeah. Bit, what but. we know about Jacket though is that he's not afraid to make the big calls no, and, yeah. and drop people. Alex, from the away day kind of view, what yeah. was your kind of thoughts on the game? Apart from obviously, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> apart from that, well, uh, <laughs> the, the Wolves fans, fair play to it. I mean, we made a bit of noise and got beyond the team, but obviously that's not always good enough. But yeah, it's just, we never seemed to kick start. He was just like he was always waiting for. Something to happen, and then you had Van Lepiro just he lives to that song, but he does absolutely nothing else. Mm. He runs down the wing and does effing all. That's well, all he can do. What do you make of Ojo? I mean, it, the embarrassing thing oh, was that yeah. obviously he makes his sort of you know con- debut as such in a game against Amiobi coming on a sub, and obviously we were linked with him. Mm. But obviously, they're paying his wages. There's a question mark about actually who is paying Ojo's wages, whether we're paying them or Liverpool are paying mm. them. Uh, my view is with Ojo. The only per- the only thing that's going to come out and do any good out of Ojo is Liverpool and Ojo having a season with us. Well, he's not going to he's not going to get us promoted. That lad. Mm. But he might get back yeah. a better player, but he ain't going to be. And does it question the whole? We're trying to bring the academy players through. So why have we not given? Why have we not given Jordan Graham a yeah, chance or something like that? It, there's much more purpose in him being a better player at the end of the season than there is Ojo. Unless mm. I don't know, Jacket seen something in him that perhaps suggests to him. That he's a cut above her, you know, some of the academy players. He can't have seen it yet. Because, what, 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 I mean, I'm sure we've all seen enough. But he, there's no way he's going to rip up the championship. No, he's he, quite, ain't, he ain't stupid, Jack. I know, I know he's only young, he's like 18, but he, after a few games, you start to see something and thinking, oh, he's got a bit, a bit yeah. in. But you've saw nothing. No. And like, a bit, I mean, bit of pace. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, Cardiff's first goal. Um, Akimi, surely, uh, fought for it. But then everybody. Before that was talking about Martinez against QPR and why we got this guy in, bring back Akimi. And then when we had Akimi in, it was everybody was like, why have we got Akimi in? Put Martinez back in. I don't in. think anybody really said that though. Well, I saw yeah. people on Twitter, John. I saw them all those comments. Just me, you should see the notifications we get sometimes. <laughs> um, but we talked about this again a couple of weeks ago. Martinez or Akimi? Who would you go for? Well, Akimi, because uh, at the end of the season, Akimi's still going to be a Martinez, isn't it? And, w- and w- what had he done wrong in the first place when he was dropped? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd had a ball loop over his head at Blackburn. I mean, mm. what else has he done wrong? He made two, he won one miracle save at Blackburn and he pushed onto the post mm. and nobody really picked, you know, said anything about it. I mean, <laughs> but he's, been, he's been right up there, yeah. in, in, you know, as regards, I'm not saying player of the season, but he'd have been in people's top three yeah. or four for the last couple of years. But you would say that Akimi was at fault for that goal, though, against. Yeah, he's a goalkeeper. He's yeah. going to go all season without having making a mistake. Just stating facts, John. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but 
for that goal though, you would have thought Keane should have done. He could, you could see he called for it to punch it out. Perhaps Steven, I think it was Ebanks Landell probably didn't hear him when the header came in. And they, and I think with Jones's header, Akimi probably would have dealt with it fine if he was on his line. Hmm. There we go. We're all agreeing to that. Yeah. We're all nodding. Yeah. <laughs> um, thing I picked up on the second half um, when Amiobi came on, Ebanks Landell couldn't really cope with him or, on that or wing. Courtney House. Was, shouldn't it have been Iwolfer on that side? Am I getting really confused with his setup? Shouldn't Iwolfer naturally be on that side to cover where EBL was? And therefore, why wasn't Iwolfer there? For which, sorry? For second half, Amiobi kept going down that, well, from the sky cameras down the left wing, hmm. and Ebanks Endell was covering him and couldn't cope with him. But shouldn't have I have been in that position to, but, to cover well, him? He was probably pushing on a bit, though, at that stage when, yeah. we, were, you know, when we were a goal down, wasn't he? Is that, is that, that, that clip I saw it showed mm. you the other day? It's Ebanks Black. I mean Ebanks Black. Sorry, <laughs> Ebanks Landell deal, dealing with him, and I offer just out there, what fifty yards away. Just like Doherty was doing that last season as well. Yeah. But it's the annoyance of a modern fullback. You know, they kind of it's all about attacking from that position now. Where at the end of the day, clues kind, of, kind of in your job title, your full back. You kind of actually got to do the defensive part of your game as well. And I think that kind of goes missing a lot. Um, especially with Doherty, and I thought I offered last season, was, and stats prove it, he was very good defensively. Mm. But I think he's possibly getting a little bit complacent at the moment. I think we made Sami Aviabi look like a player he's not. We yeah. made him look really like, well, why didn't we get him? Mm. He's not that good, but we made him look good. So yeah. We made him look like one of the best ever left wingers in the world, and <laughs> you just think, yeah, he's not. No. I think he's a bit better than Ojo. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Did anybody come out of that game good? No. Did anyone go, actually, he did all right? No. Which is where I met the Van der Parra argument. Danny Bond. I actually thought Van der Parra played all right. I think he proved that there was some. We, we've lacked pace, which he can bring in. Yes, his final touch, as usual, wasn't there. He, shots were blocked, he couldn't get the ball in somewhere, but he was able to easily get round some of those Cardiff defenders. But uh, Jackie made the point that he was disappointed with. You know, it frustrates that out of me. He receives the ball halfway in the side of the Cardiff half, we're moving forward, he's, he's, he's taking on a bloke who he can beat. What does he do? He brings the ball back towards the halfway line on several occasions. Mm. He's, the, he's, the quickest, he's a quick player who slows the play down. Which you said before. He could easily get to the line and then cross it in, but he doesn't. He gets to like, say, six yards out and he stops and then does about ten step overs and loses it. He's or brings thinking, it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, if you put a cross in, because you're a winger, that's what you're meant to do. Yeah. You could actually do something. So There's some coaching there, perhaps. Get on the coaching field. He doesn't yeah. play to his main strength. Which is pace, because yeah. he hasn't got that many other strings. Get your cap and whistle on, John. Let's get to the training round, come on. Let's do some one-on-one with Van Parra. <laughs> he doesn't really need one-on-one, does he? I mean, surely to God. We get a bag of balls, come on. <laughs> we'll get back Across to the about people keep telling me how young he is when he isn't. And he's, played, he's an experienced player, he's not going to improve that mm. much now. Mm. We just need a player with like his speed and what Jan Hendry has. So if we got that player, we'd be all right. Yeah. But, to the laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> Frankenstein's right winger. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but watch him kick a ball. Right, we're on the team. So it's only it's only game four in the league. We really shouldn't be. Season's too over. Yeah. yeah. We Go really on. shouldn't be too worried though. Yeah. Okay. We've lost two games in a row. You're thinking, is this new shape working? But really, we should not be worried at game four. 
John, results. please. It's not the results. Please it's, don't it's, tell me you worry. It's what you're seeing. It's not the results. Yeah, it's not... We, we could have lost four games and played really well, and you could be seeing lots of things. Could have been unlucky. Mm. And you could be, you could have won four games. You could be, and, and, you, and you're thinking, blimey, we're lucky to be in this position. Like Charlton, they've got eight points after four games. They're not going to get promoted, but their fans thinking they're having a great time, and they'll give us a tough game on Saturday, but they're going to get promoted. We similar to Leicester last year, and Leicester were playing so well, just couldn't get the points. And he's like, we're playing rather bad, and everybody's thinking, mm, don't really know what's happening. But yeah, we've got the same points as Derby, but I mean, I haven't seen all of the Derby games, but I've watched enough clips. I know who's playing the better football. They don't play gold. Be worrying. That's a message here. That's one of those. If it wasn't for that um, game and a half against QPR and Hull, no, not against uh, Cardiff. Sorry. And let's say if we'd drawn against Cardiff and even drawn against QPR, people wouldn't be worried. It's Mm. just that we had a really, really bad forty-five, sixty minutes against QPR, and then we didn't really turn up against Cardiff either. And because we should have beaten Q- really, yeah. we should have beaten QPR. Tune up. I'd like, to know, I'd like to know what he said at half time because when we were, I, they scored, I know they made it back to two one, but you, every every Wolves fan in that ground would have said, yeah, they're not going to win that back. We've, no, you we've could see coming that great. goal though. Because yeah. yeah. to be fair, yeah. Yeah. I mean they're they could have got they could have gone in two each. Yeah. And, and if you look at our goals, they were lucky goals, really. I mean, the, the Henry goal, the Henry cross into the box, it was a really poor defensive header by the QPR. He just heads it out to McDonald on the edge of the box. I mean, that, I mean, that was pathetic. You think our defending is bad? That was really bad. Um, and with and with the Hull, first yeah. goal was a comedy of errors from yeah. QPR's point of view. But you but, take them, yeah, you take them. And we, we, I think people were waxing lyrical too much about Wolves in that. We did play one or two nights, nice, but also QPR knocking the ball about really well. And exposing us at times, but we were getting it was a bit of a game of basketball. 15 minutes mm. when we were going forward, we were looking good, but we were looking equally poor when they were coming at us. We, scored, we got lucky with two defensive errors, scored two, and we think you know, everybody thinks we're going to win 5 0. And <laughs> to be honest, we, you know, very quickly at 2 1, the right team was on the wall. And with Hall, I, I just I know we've talked about Hall before, I just thought we were really lucky with Hall. We had so many chances which yeah. on the other day it would have gone in. We I would have been quite well. well. And yeah. they've got the two probably the probably two best centre backs in the league. So I thought we'd done quite well against them. But mm-hmm. So there we go, not to worry. Yeah, Only yeah. game four. Overall, we probably did play better against Hall, I think. But I've got my ha- we tired I've, so yeah. badly. I've got my happy clapper hat on. Come on, <laughs> game four. We'll, we'll bring it back. So Wolves, surprisingly, are into the third round of the Capital One Cup with a 2-1 home win over Barnet. Um, the goals came from Bucky O'Hare, or Bright, as people are calling him, and your favourite man. John, Ojo, got the other yeah, one as well. Yeah, but he had to score he had the a end, terrible. He? Yeah, many <clears throat> chances he had. Oh. I was going to say, I thought we had a terrible game apart from scoring yeah. that. Got men of the match. And how yeah. I, I do not know. Every time did he come, run down the left hand wing, then cut in, and then it's he, 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 he has to car park. Yeah, and you think, he what? kept. Was we, for me, you on the south bank. I was in the video up there. I was wondering what your opinion was of the yellow card. Oh, I didn't get dark. a good view. You couldn't tell, really, from um, where, we, where we were. I didn't think, but... Ball start <coughs> off with uh, Bright's goal. Good for him to get his debut Molyneux goal. I actually thought it was really good of Lafondra, yeah. who I, got too much I past was, um, the keeper. He could have tried to do it for himself selfishly, but he thought, no, Bright's there, have you got I was some? a bit annoyed about Bright um, after that, because he's to, um, Lafondra's done all the hard work. He's taken a goalkeeper out. He's squared it across. He's done the unselfish thing. Bright knocks into an empty net. What do you, you're supposed to sort of go off and celebrate with your teammate. 
No, he just makes a beeline for the crowd and gets a book in. I think that's just like it seemed very mature about him and it really upset would, me and saw who was a really what, <laughs> what about the what about the actual the opposite of that with Ojo? Nobody even went up to him. He's yeah. there. He's sort of like, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, nobody's anywhere near him. Nobody came up to him. That probably says a lot about the two players, doesn't it? That is just the adrenaline like scoring your first goal, I think I think he's quite excited. And in fairness, if you scored at Molly after two minutes, I would have had my shirt off. And well, yeah. I know that's something there's no one ever wants to see. <laughs> yeah. But I would have been like, you know, oh yeah, come on. So uh, I think if you scored, we'd probably do like a mini fan casting recorder to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> I just run over and get a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to this week's fan cast with my goal. Let's let, let's have a play by play of uh, how it worked. Um, right in general, I thought I know he came off at half time, which I, I don't think I would have really took him off, but I thought he was quite bright. Is the mm. I think I thought he was quite nippy. Well, I think they took him off. They were worried he was going to get sent off at one point, didn't they? Because he got yeah. booked for going in the crowd, and then he went flying through someone else a few yeah. minutes later. Yeah. So I thought he was going to get carried away yet and go a little bit too bright. And uh, yeah, it's like your first date in the nursery. Yeah, just running about. <laughs> um, but anyone else sort of bright? There's a lot to like about him. Yeah. Like, I think talent. he's going to need to get his head up a bit more. He, look, he just looks a bit head down, dribble, 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 and you know he's going to have to beat ten men because he don't look up to see where anybody else is. Yeah, you can say he scored a goal against Doncaster because he, he just doesn't mm. look up. Mm. There were several times he, he, he could have got people in. He's like he, he wants to run the ball into the back of the net, doesn't yeah. he? Um, well, the first time but, I saw him was in in France in pre-season. No, it's only like mm. pointless French teams, but he looked quite good then. And I know he he tried Jackie tried that new system out in France and. You everybody's thinking why is James Emery playing in defensive midfield and why is Ebank Ebanks Ebanks playing not Ebank <laughs> Ebanks Landell why is he playing in like in this left wing or what's he doing there and he's thinking yeah okay but Bright was like and that Donovan Wilson as well mm. which I'm, he looked quite so mm. we have got some good youngsters there but yeah I think the best thing for Bright now is to stop putting it like, well lift his head up when he's playing but yeah. get his head down and yeah maybe a loan deal could help him yeah, yeah. it was quite a dramatically changed team. Um, obviously, Lafondra came in, OJ came in, George Savile came back in the team. Des, Des Landers, is that how I'm saying that right? Yeah. Yes, Des Landers. Yeah, came into the team as well. Um, Ibag Zandel was captain. Oh, can, no. can you believe? Uh, Jack Price in it as well. It was good. I think John mentioned before we started recording, it was good to see a completely different set yeah. of team, just to see how they, they worked. And, and see attitudes as well. I'll tell you what, I was quite, t- I was quite taken with George Savile last night. I've not been a fan, but... Mm, no, he very much divides opinion, I think, around me. I, don't know, I, thought, I, thought, I thought his attitude was good. I thought he got round the pitch well. I he was thought, always looking to move the ball forward. I which... thought he played OK. He played a standard game for me, but he didn't set the world alight. He, he made a silly challenge for the booking. And there was, yeah, there was yeah. a, about a five-minute period in the first half, whenever they were booting the ball up, which was most of the game, he seemed to keep going up for headers along with other Wolves players as well. I don't know if it was him not communicating, but mm. it was about three occasions in a row where he need clashed heads with his own teammates. I don't know if it was mm. not talking from... I think it was... Yeah, because he was on um, the left side, wasn't he, of the two. Yeah. So I don't know if it was Deslandes not speaking English or something like that. Mm. But as Alex said before um, we started recording, he said if he... You know, if it was a... Okay, you know he was um, awarded on passing sideways and backwards. He'd be playing Champions League football, George Savile, and he's got something. But there's still a lot of his game he needs to work on to be in a Championship level. I think I was quite impressed um, with Dislanders talking about that. I, Generally, yeah. I, th- I know with all the respect to Barnet, it is Barnet. But I thought in general that he played well. 
Yeah. You've got some potential there. You can see potential. I don't think he doesn't look as though he's ready to knock the first team door down. I thought the most disappointing. I thought that those positives with a lot of players. The most disappointing one with me with Jed Wallace. Yeah, he looked out of position. Mm. I don't. I don't. He, he's not. He a played right on the left. He played on the right. He didn't look. He didn't look too think, clever in either of them. No, he doesn't. He's not a winger, is he? He doesn't. He doesn't. He just look physically weak. Yeah. You, know, you just go up to him like that. Yeah. He knocked off the ball. No, you just. I remember in uh, well. When I went to Slovenia to watch England, obviously I'm knocking a bit with a few Portland fans. It's a little away day uh, there, yeah. checking yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the week. Don't think we didn't pick up on the uh, Nuremberg one earlier. Yeah. Uh, How much did you pay to get him on? <laughs> well, I got on my yacht to... Uh, well, I was on ITV last month, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, speaking to a few Portland fans and I said, we've pr- practically signed your best player. And they went, oh, Jed Wallace went, yeah. And first one... I said to him, I went, we've signed your best player, Jed Wallace. He went, oh, you dick. That was the first thing he said to me. And I said, oh, he's good, he's absolutely quality. But I know that's League Two and obviously mm. Barnett's level, but you feel against Barnett, you think he could put... But he, I mean, he, he just unless he isn't fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. was his first proper game since injury as well. Yeah. yeah. So just all of it, his touch, his physical presence. I mean, if you look at that, you know, Bucky O'Hare, as you call him, he's about, what, 17, 18... Mm. I mean, he looks a monster compared to Jed Wallace. He looks. But he's had, a, he's, had, he's had a full pre-season as well. That's where, what he's got. Yeah, like, that is Jed mm. Wallace's sort of first outing of the yeah. season, isn't he? Yeah, he, 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 he played him 21 against Fulham mm. and he yeah. set up um, one of uh, Ronan's goals. I think yeah. So, yeah. Um, somebody, um, worrying me slightly, and I know I've, I'm contradicting myself saying it's only game four, but Lafondra, I thought he played okay, but he said after the game he was disappointed he didn't, Get a goal or finish his chance. He had a good couple of tight chance, time for he should have really finished. Mm. He needs to get a goal soon, mm. I think. Yeah, they'll come. He was getting good positions. He was getting. He was getting. Uh, he's probably not his best playing up front, leading the line on his own. I don't mm. think he's probably mm. better up there with some help. But I thought he got, if you're getting in positions to score, he'll, he'll score. Mm. Yeah. He mentioned his interview had his own knock as well the first few games, which is why he's not been uh-huh, up to speed okay. completely. Yeah. So again, he, like you said, when he gets one, I'm sure he'll get. Yeah. I did think he did well actually leading the line to be fair and he, he was because he was sort of almost the most experienced player he really sort of um, you know made the space I mean I know we talked about the first goal in making those runs but it was actually really refreshing to see him making those really nice darting runs and yeah especially. on the curve and he, was, yeah, he, was, he wasn't really, offside much no it was mm. a really good strike play wasn't it yeah. um, it was just a shame he didn't score no it, classic wall sorry who well, how do you pronounce his name? Because the the, the nine shouty bloke of all says Adam Lafond. Just call him. <laughs> but, just call him off. <laughs> but like Sorry, I've always said, Adam Lafondre. <laughs> so is it Lafond or Lafondre? I've I've gone Lafondre. I call him Fonds. Yeah, hey. you're trying to push that on you. <laughs> or Alf. Alf. He likes Alf, doesn't he? Yeah. Um Where that came from, I don't know. Don't, um, call, don't call him Granville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, in classic Wolves Cup style, last few minutes, very tenuous. It could have all gone to extra time, uh, but we, we wrote it out. I was confident. I left. Five, if I put the five-minute board up, I left after about a minute of that. Four I was going to say, where did we get five minutes from? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Genuinely, I was, to, I was thinking, I know some players went off. There wasn't like a major injury. I was like, five minutes? Well, that was a lot. Oh. Mm. No, I had to train to catch at 10 <laughs> so I'm not going to make that now, am I? Yeah. <laughs> But we may, but it was a good morale boost after the last two games. I know it was a completely different team, and again, he's Barnet of League Two. But for the team and for fans, it was a nice little morale boost yeah. to try and get us back into to shape again for the weekend. I was just happy that they looked as though they wanted to win. It was it was good to see the chairman turn up. 
Mm. Oxy turn up, Morgan turn up. You're thinking, well, at least they, 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 they haven't come to see Barney beat us, have they? They're, they're coming to see us win, surely. Mm. I think that would have been an attitude. I think if Barney had a, had a beat us, well, I think that would have been the excuse that he changed the team, like made what, 11 changes, mm. and I think that would have been the standout excuse. Oh, yeah, we put basically, we've had a kid's early. It was. A, I, mm. I do think it was sort of at least for the first hour, seventy-five mm-hmm. minutes until they scored. It was a really assured performance. Everyone looked confident. Um, you know, as we were saying about Savile and Price in the middle, were picking up the ball. Even if it was a quick short pass. They looked confident on the mm. ball and not like a team who had been playing poorly the last couple of games. Very good. Okay, Charlton then. <clears throat> so on Saturday, Wolves are back at Molyneux as they take on the undefeated Charlton, uh, who up to third in the league. I know again, it's only uh, game four. Uh, two wins and two draws. They beat QPR and Hull at home, and they got some uh, a couple of draws against Derby and Forest away, which is always good to... You know, they're two still tough teams to get draws uh, from. They're in the third round of the league as well. They beat uh, Peterborough 4-1 away on Tuesday. Not, not, night. Uh, what is their top scorer with three so far? Uh, what do we think of Charlton so far this season? Well, have we know anything a, about them so far this season? It's last year because they had an amazing start last year and then they just started down and finished what, lower mid-table. So I just think they're not to be... I don't think they'll be tipped for promotion or to slaughter the league at the end of the season. So. It was a tough game, wasn't it, among you last season? I think it was, it was a nil-nil draw. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, I think it was Charlton like a, just played was it, it was quite Was it nil-nil at home, one all away? Yeah. yeah. We didn't yeah, really kind of I think yeah. Charlton just parked the bus last season. I think they were just... It was only their new manager's second game, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they could have yeah. nicked it a couple of towards the end, to be fair, but was, I don't think we hardly had a chance in the game. No, rubbish game. Yeah. So with Charlton then, team-wise, uh, do Wolves go back to what we've been playing this season? It's Diamond, or do Wolves go back to their classic four-two-three-one? I think four-two-three-one, but I think mm-hmm. like maybe play Henry Edwards and then maybe Dicko on the wing, Dicko in a bit okay. beside, and then a Phobie up the top. I won't put a Phobie dropped back and Dicko up front because I think Dicko's not exactly the out-and-out goal scorer that a Phobie can be. Dicko's almost like the driver of the engine, isn't he? Mm -hmm. So I can see that. Anyone else, formation-wise? It's tough. I mean, the tendency... You you, you could go all out attack and think, we're playing Charlton at home, we need a win. They're due a loss, let's go for it. Mm. But as we've already mentioned, our defence isn't performing to the best of their ability this season. So it's it's a tough choice between do you go slightly more defensive and try and catch them on the break or do you go all out attack from the start and just go for it? Personally, I'd just say let's just go for it. Let's just mm. see what happens. Chuck everything we've got at him. If it doesn't work, then change it later on. Try and nick a couple of early goals, and then you can change it around if you need to in the second half. I'd happily drop McDonald though. I don't think he. I think he'd be made for this. I know he scored that goal, but when he scored that goal, he didn't look interested against QPR. He looked like oh, I've just scored. Yeah, I would be bothered. tempted to bring Price in. Just yeah, because I'd, I'd happily yeah. drop yeah. McDonald. It, it's just one of those things. It's like last season we looked shaky, and as soon as we brought Price back into the team. He did give us that level of assurance again, and now I don't think the issue with Wolves defensively at the moment is the midfield. But surely having Price back in front of them will give them extra confidence. It's my what's more creativity is more the problem. I'm sure if you looked at win ratio with Price in, we've got to have a quite yeah. a good win yeah. ratio now. Oh yeah, I don't. it's the same as with Dicko, isn't it? If you take Dicko yeah. out, our, our yeah. record's yeah. poorer. Yeah, but I mean. I, I don't I don't know. I suppose until you play Price and Cody together, yeah. you won't know. But it, yeah. Jack doesn't seem to have found the right mix yet with defence. What's your kind of back four that you would play goalball? Would you bring him back in now? Well, the problem you've got on Saturday is you've got, they've got a striker who's six foot seven. And 
He always worries. Jackie does when that when when there's an aerial threat. Goldborn is is usually the man who, who who's out basically. Mm. Um, I yeah. think that's what he did with Cardiff. That's why yeah, yeah. Goldborn did play. And, and he did the same last year against yeah. Cardiff away as well. Goldborn got dropped for that yeah. game um, for the same reasons. Do you think we might potentially have the same defence we had against Cardiff? Hopefully not. <laughs> I'd be worried if we had that well, same defence. Well, well, we haven't got too many alternatives. You, know, like, you, you talk about Iorfa, um, but I still think he's one of our best defenders. I, I still would yeah, be putting him in. But I don't think he's playing as well as he was last season. Would you be tempted to put Doherty at right back and Iorfa in the centre with um, Stearman? Because Iorfa is almost by trade a centre back, isn't he? I don't know whether you would need that. You still need that physicality of yeah, horse well. to cover that, you know, that target I mean, man. Doty isn't bad, defend- bad in the air or anything like that. He's not. Doty's mm. really impressed me when he's mm. played this season going forward. I know, you know, mm. you mentioned about it's all about attacking. But played well first half. Yeah. yeah, he did have a good game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, mm. yeah. Any defensive thoughts then? I'm just going to put out there. I think I'd go Doty, Ebanks. Steers, Goldborn. I think that's probably our strongest hey. back. Hmm? Goldborn as well. Yeah, I play Goldborn. I'd, so you'd, I'd always have. So you'd leave Iorfa and Hawes out. Yeah, I don't think I'd let I'd, the man have his opinion, yeah. John. No, I'm not. I'm I'll, sure, I'll, I'll work out. No, I was just making I'm sure. I'm just clarifying. I remember saying to you, actually, yeah, no, I am confident about that. No, I, I, I can just imagine John now going, Rich, I'm going to record you saying that. Now listen back to what you've just said. Can you write that down for me? Are you sure no, that's I'd, where you want to go? No, I'd keep, I'd keep Goldborn at left back because actually, yeah, they might be slightly more physical, but we still need someone who can actually play the ball and distribute it from the back. Um, I think Doherty does give you the. Um, I don't think he's actually bad in the air, and well, we don't have Bart, so I think we've got to have Ebanks Lendell because I'm not that keen on Courtney Halls at the moment. And Stephen Wall picks himself, doesn't he? I'm, 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 I'm not the biggest fan of Halls at the moment, to be honest. Mm. But I do think I think I kind of mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about Danny Barton. Are we missing his leadership skills? And I think on um, it was last Saturday. I think that was so clear mm. that we we're kind of just missing that bit of solidity. Um, I think even against QPR, I couldn't see us conceding three if Danny was on the pitch. But it just worries me if we start making wholesale change at the back, and like, we don't even know who's going to put in goal yet. Mm. Well, we had this last season. We had a defensive blip when we were changing the defence in the every between what, what September and November. Yeah. Mm. But then you got to, you know, got last night's goalkeeper doesn't seem to say a lot. Mm. Um, obvious, you know, probably for obvious reasons. But I mean, then you've got a back four that's changing that's young. Mm. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather he just try to stick to what he thinks is the best rather than keep flipping a coin. And we are about to go into international break. So it would be good to... <laughs> I think you're not one of the only people who actually likes international yeah. breaks. It's only because I'm going to San Marino. So. Oh, it's only because I'm going to San Marino. Three <laughs> now. <laughs> look at my passport. Look at all the stamps yeah. on there. You can't even see the covers. Um, but it'll be, Wolves really... I know, again, early on, but going to the international break with the will be a good little morale boost. Just on that, are you actually going to San Marino? Yeah. Are they playing in San Marino? Yeah. Or are they playing in Italy? No, it's San Marino, yeah. Are they? Yeah, well, they're playing in San Marino. This is why these guys used to say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to." Uh... Yeah, some of the games in Italy, don't they? Yeah, I'm going to San Marino game. next weekend. You know, it's in, for games in Wembley, right? Oh, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Charlton, let's do fancast predictions. Uh, Alex, I'll start with you. Which uh, the prediction will be at this moment in time? I'd say one nil Wolves has been. Yeah, one nil Wolves. One nil Wolves. Rob Fletcher. I was negative last week. 
Rightly so, obviously. Yeah. So I'm going to be positive instead of say 2 0 Wolves. 2 0 Wolves. Richard Hobbs. I've pulled slightly too long there. Um, 2 1 Wolves. 2 1 Wolves. Oh, it's all, it's I'll all go good. for a repeat of the year we went down. We'll go 1 0 up and then they'll come back and they'll equalise. <gasps> and, and the crowd will be silenced. 1 oh, 1. 1 1. I'm going to go for a classic 2 1 Wolves as well. That seems to be a classic story. You're thinking, line. same as me, go to and look, concede. Late second half, yeah, and basically, absolutely. well, so yeah. yeah, we'll bring on Akimian as a defender, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just to slip by the back. <laughs> that's why you're not a football manager, <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, that's why I'm because I'm just too radical with my views yeah. of football. No one would ever, Dave knows it. I've played two goalkeepers <laughs> before. Well, the world today, yeah. damn it. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's Wolves Fancast. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a brand new website or web solution, check out operacreative.com. Uh, check us out on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook, Wolves Football Fancast Show, and our website, wolvesfancast.com. And we're back now, I guess, in a. Well, we're back next week because we're going to review Charlton. Uh, so I think we've got a week off after that. And then we've got a nice little week off. Can you be able to review the transfer window having closed oh. just before? Mm. On a Breaking news, literally, this just in. John, yeah, just just I knew there was a reason why we had you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there we and we can review the transfer window. Uh, so for this week, it is by from the Baron. Goodbye. Bye from Rich. Goodbye from Rob. Bye from Rob. See you later. Bye from Alex. Goodbye. And it's bye from me. We'll see you next week. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hey, what's up? I'm Sean T. I'm the host of Trust and Believe, a podcast where we take you on a journey every single week to help you trust and believe in who you are. From food struggles to nutrition struggles to even motivating you in your fitness, we help you push so that you can conquer your mind, transform your life, and always dig deeper in every area of your life. I am your biggest fan, and each week you will know that I'm bringing you everything you need to help elevate your life in the best way that you know how. So please join me every Monday and Friday so you can always trust and believe in who you are. A cash recommends.